0: Welcome back to my best friends and engineer podcast. This is Libby. And I'm Lexi. And welcome to episode nine with Chloe.
1: So exciting. (laughs) We have another amazing guest interview.
0: Um, Chloe is at uh, Chloe the engineer on Instagram and TikTok. And we talked to her. We just chatted today with her about she is a civil engineer. We just talked talked about her experience with her first few jobs out of college. And then she recently passed the PE. So I know, I feel like that's something that our listeners, especially on our Instagram have been asking for to speak about the PE. And so that was pretty cool.
1: Definitely, I feel like it's awesome getting, you know, we've talked to people who are still in school. We talked to Chloe who has been working for a while. I just, I love being able to get those different perspectives in.
0: Yeah, that, her experience with the PE sounded a little bit painful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes but it's okay it was all worth it and we got some good tips from her so that'll be good
0: yeah so i think i think this is an awesome episode i'm excited for our you know you guys to keep on listening um and yeah i think she just has some great advice to provide and she just seems so confident in her career and i just really admired that about her
1: i agree i'm like i want to be her she seemed like such a girl boss she was doing all this different stuff especially during school working during school my gosh like 20 hours a week
0: yeah and I thought that was really cool um you guys will hear in the episode she talks about her first internship experience and she basically um she she tells the story better but she just got it by like reaching out to a bunch of alumni within this one organization she was in and I feel like I don't know why but I've never thought about doing that like that's so smart if you're within an organization I'm sure they probably have an alumni list and just start emailing people be like looking Definitely. for an opportunity that is so smart
1: yeah but yeah so shall we go into reading some reviews and responses we've gotten from yes. our google form which is in our bio
0: let's do it what can do you want to explain the google form real quick and then you can get into the yes first
1: yeah thing. so the google form that is <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> why did i totally just forget what the google form is <laughs> Cut that part. <laughs> okay. The Google form. Is just a Google form. <laughs> okay, the Google form is in our Instagram bio, and if you if you fill it out, you get three templates, and we are just we're super super nice people. You don't have to purchase them. All you have to do is leave us a review or share the podcast. Usually, you know, people people sell this stuff. People people sell these templates, but we don't. We just give it to our listeners for free. All you have to do is. Leave a review or share the podcast, then check out the Google Form. It's step-by-step. Step, it'll tell you what to do. And and then you get the chance to be featured on the podcast when we read out one of our reviews. So you want to take it away? With
1: well the, said. Yes. With response? Was an excellent,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Excellent description of the Google Form. All right. So this person said, just want to say, keep up the good work. Before listening to this, I wasn't really much of a podcast person, but I most definitely am now. I love to hear that. I also was not a big podcast person, but also Libby posts so many good podcasts in general to listen to. So I feel like that has also helped me become more of a podcast person.
0: I totally What's so go, happy to hear. I go in waves with podcasts. Like sometimes I will be like at work, like when I'm working from home, I'll be like listening to podcasts nonstop, and then other times I like forget that podcasts are a thing, and then I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I have so many podcasts to listen to.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's. I feel like. You can listen to music, and that's what I usually did, but I feel mm-hmm. like when, especially working from home and, like, not having too much interaction, I guess, like, ever since yeah. COVID started, I think it is kind of like you're talking to someone or, like, I don't know, getting that social interaction. So that's what I really like about it.
0: I feel like you're, in general. you're, like, chatting with friends almost, like. Yeah. You're, like, having a conversation with, with your engineer besties.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Okay, amazing. Um, I will read one from the Apple Podcast Review. So, we always love it, too, if you guys can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. That actually boosts us in the ratings on Apple Podcasts. I don't really know how it works, but I guess you, like, get put on these charts. And people listen to the podcast more of you review them. So, we really appreciate it. But this one says... The motivation i needed going into 2022 so far i am in love with this podcast i listen to these on the way to lectures and when i just need to be reminded that women in stem are needed and can achieve anything my freshman year i experienced the worst kind of men in my classes so much as being told to let the guys answer questions by a professor of mine originally i found louise tiktok and then later found out about the podcast and it has kept me motivated going through my stem degree My issue in STEM was slash has never been if I was smart enough slash am smart enough. It's whether or not I have the support system, other than my amazing parents, to get me through the sleepless nights, having to miss sorority events because of tests coming up, not going out with friends for wells on Wednesdays, etc. Moral of my scattered little rant, this podcast is amazing, uplifting, and worth every second. Thank you so much, Libby and Lexi from Rebecca. Um, I love how she says I miss going out for wells on Wednesdays. <laughs> there were so many times I wish we could have gone to Country Night on Wednesdays, but
1: oh my gosh, it was such a struggle.
0: There were a few just times we everything. did <laughs> running in with our little backpacks on, and we we're like, let's just go oh take my a god, break it, from those the were library. the best.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, do you remember that we would go to Benton, leave, come back to Benton, Literally, everything would be there.
0: We would come back like, and the best was when we would go. Out, it just like completely sober because we were studying and just dance because we were like, We need an outlet, we cannot keep looking at problems <laughs> on the yes, way. And then, like, come I, back, we're like sweaty. They're like, Where did you go? Oh, we just <laughs> went dancing for a little bit,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was funny because we would always like our other friends, I feel like, would be out, so you could, I don't know, hang out a little bit. And then you're like, Okay, gotta go. <laughs>
0: it was like <laughs> 11 30 midnight. We're like, Going back to the engineering building. <laughs> Those are the best nights, though. We're the most memories are made. I made. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those were fun.
0: Well, um, before we get into the episode, anything you're looking forward to this week? Any fun plans?
1: Hmm. Um, I'll be on site a little bit. Other than that, um, I'm going to the Bulls game next weekend, Oh my so goodness. be fun. Coming, coming up. That's coming up. A sporty girl. A sporty girl. <laughs> I haven't been to a Bulls game. I've been to one when I was, like, I feel like 11. Yeah. So, can't wait to learn more about
0: <laughs> Um,
1: About a little basketball. I've
0: never been to a Bulls game, but um, my dad has this um, life-size cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan from the Bulls in the basement from college. Nice. That he's just never gotten rid of, so that's like my memory of the Bulls is like this cardboard cutout.
1: (laughs) Perfect. How about you? Anything fun coming up?
0: (sighs) What do I have fun planned? I don't think anything. Oh, I'm debating whether or not if I should, on my work trip to Florida in a few weeks, stay for the weekend.
1: Ooh. You should. I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know. I haven't heard of anything else, but I'm like, let's do it.
0: <laughs> Did you ever do that when you, like, went to the East Coast for your job? Like, stay a little bit longer, just, like, sightsee?
1: Um, so, at my other job, definitely, yeah, I would stay some weekends, but then, I would, like, on these work trips, I always felt weird about asking, like, how that would go. Yeah. Because, because obviously the company, like, covers, you know, your flight back and everything in the hotel. So, I just didn't know how that would work, and we had someone that would help, like, plan and, like book these trips for us it's like a travel department at um my company but i just i never i always wanted to because like i love the east coast yeah so whenever i'd go there i'd always like think about it i'm like eh later when i'm here longer i guess but
0: mm-hmm. i know that's my biggest thing yet, well so my boss recently like the org chart got changed so now my boss is technically my mentor who like hired me and i'm like super comfortable with him so i was gonna be like hey what is it like if i like want to stay a couple days because that's so dumb i'm literally scared to like ask them hey can i stay a couple more days in florida but i don't know how it works so well you should yeah i I think i I should i think i'll regret i feel like
1: maybe yeah if you maybe if the flight is more expensive you know coming back like that sunday night you'd probably have to pay the difference because they would have to cover your flight back anyway oh yeah I feel like that's what it would kind of entail. I know.
0: I should y'all just ask. Because you'll obviously pay for
1: your hotel or Airbnb after. Right. You should ask.
0: I should, I should just ask. Ask and being, let us know how it goes. I, I should stop being a ninny and just ask. <laughs> and what then he, like, I'm like, um, <laughs> raising my hand, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs>
1: and he's like, uh, what are you, like 24? Yeah. I, <laughs> if you're like.
0: <laughs> he's like, uh, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well.
1: Well, let us know. Yeah. I know. I'll let in. you know.
0: We should do, and then maybe, maybe we'll have to do an episode all about like packing for work trips. That would be. Yes. That would be
1: a good oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've traveled so much that, uh, actually, I, I would. <laughs> I can't say I'm good at packing. I overpack all the time.
0: <laughs> oh, every time. So, like, so never mind. <laughs> I might need this. We can talk about that. I might need seven yeah. pairs of pants for a two day work trip. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay well i'll have to let you guys know um without further ado should we get into speaking with chloe
1: yeah can't wait for you guys to hear
0: all right hope you guys enjoy the episode and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review if you did and here's chloe
1: all right we are back with another interview for my best friends at engineer and today we have at chloe the engineer um, would you like to give a little sure. spiel?
2: So my name is Chloe Garrios. I uh, go by at, at Chloe the Engineer on Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah. I'm a civil engineer based in Los Angeles, California. I have a bachelor's degree in civil engineering and a master's degree in engineering management, Ooh. which is a little bit of a different route than most civils take for um, a master's education and i love my job and i love creating content about my job and i'm excited to be on this podcast with you two ladies today yeah
0: thank you for being here is this your is this the
2: first time you've been on a podcast or are you a seasoned pro i've been on quite a few podcasts i have a great time doing podcast interviews i think they're one of the most fun things to do when it comes to like interviews and stuff like that yeah amazing
0: Okay, well, let's, let's just get started. Um, awesome. You said you're, you majored in civil engineering, obviously, for your bachelor's degree. Is there um, any particular reason why you chose civil over other engineering um, disciplines? Like, did you always know that you wanted to do civil, or is it something you found out about in college? Kind of
2: explain that background. So I didn't always know I wanted to be a civil. I actually wanted to be an architect, which is the job that like every little kid thinks a civil engineer is. And I'm guilty of that as well because my father is a civil engineer and I would always go to school as a kid and tell everyone, my dad's an architect. It's so cool. And my mom would always tell me like, no sweetie, your dad is a civil engineer. He's not an architect. And then at my high school, they had this really cool architecture program where you could take, um, like, electives. That's Mm -hmm. the word. The elective of your high school would be architecture classes. And my brother, my older brother, took it. And obviously, I wanted to be like him. So I took it as well. But I really fell in love with it. We did this program where we got community college credit through doing the program. Really thought that was the route I was going to go. And then a college counselor or a high school counselor that like gets us ready for college was the one who stopped me and made me think and told me, you know, civil engineering is similar in some realms of civil engineering. It's similar to architecture. You work with architects. You do a lot of similar things, but there's better career prospects, better roads, easier to get jobs, better paying jobs. So that got me thinking. Of course, my father telling me I should be a civil engineer, that didn't get to me. But this high school counselor apparently made me think. (laughs) And so I declared civil engineering for college, and I never switched. I loved it. So that's that's how it all started. It's amazing.
1: Awesome. And then you said you had a master's in engineering management. Did you get that right after school, or did you kind of wait a little bit?
2: I did it right after school, but I was working full-time, so I started my full-time work, okay. and then my master started maybe like five months after I graduated, um, so, but I was just doing it part-time at mm-hmm. night uh, at USC, University of Southern California, while I worked in downtown LA. So I'd get off work, take the bus down to the USC campus, take night classes, and so it took me quite a while to complete compared to all my classmates who were full-time. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a good way to do it, and my company paid for it. So oh. you, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. so <laughs> nice. did your company
0: like approach you to do your master's or did you approach them? Like how did that or did you always know that your company like had that opportunity for you to pay for their ma- for the masters? Yeah,
2: yeah so I, I I don't know if you know Southern California very well, but I went to school and used to live in Orange County, which is like southern Southern California right before San Diego. Um, and I moved to LA. Um, knowing I wanted to go to USC my then boyfriend but now fiance had a job in LA we were getting an apartment in downtown LA we knew we wanted to live that downtown LA life Mm -hmm. so I was still commuting to Orange County so I was looking for a job in Los Angeles and I knew that this the the place where I work now I knew that they had a tuition reimbursement program so it was a really important like idea for me of possibly getting that job so when I landed it Um, And I'd already gotten into USC. I just started right away, like (laughs) applying for the tuition reimbursement program. And, you know, that's how it all worked. Awesome.
1: Awesome. What advice would you give to someone who is also taking, you know, a master's while they're working full time? Don't
2: get discouraged by how long it takes you. Um, My program was supposed to take a year and a half and it took me three years. And sometimes it was hard seeing people like, you know taking more classes than me in a semester getting stuff done i just you're still doing it and when you get that diploma the diploma doesn't have a stamp on it that says how many years it took you to get True. just like the undergrad if it takes five six seven plus years to get that undergrad no one knows once you get your job so don't get discouraged um, it's a great opportunity to be learning while you're on the job i thought It actually, for the major I was doing, worked really well to be able to compare what I'm doing full time to, you know, these theoretical concepts I'm Mm -hmm. learning. So just, you know, do you, do your own path. Not everyone does it the same way, and that's okay. Was
0: your um, job really understanding of you taking, like, night classes at the same time? And also, were there any other people within your job or your company that had done kind of the same route that you had with getting a master's at night?
2: So, yeah, there's a lot of people who work at my company who get a master's at night or weekends. Um, No one really does the major I did, mostly MBAs or masters of their technical engineering specifically. Mm -hmm. But um, my company is pretty understanding. There's certain nuances. Like, they're not very flexible. Like, if there's a class in the middle of the day, they're not going to let you leave and then come back to work. They don't like that. It has to be night. It has to be weekends. So um, there were certain things, but at the same time, my education, that master's degree was worth probably, I don't even know, I don't even remember, but it's USC. So it was like 120 plus thousand dollars. And to get that paid for, like I feel like they can be a little strict with me and tell me when to take classes. You know, I'm, I'm open, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, they're pretty understanding, but they don't want it to affect your work. So the second it affects your work, they're gonna be like, you need to cut down. Um, you need to tell them what classes you're taking before you sign up so if you're trying to take four classes they're going to be like whoa 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 sweetheart (laughs) (laughs) so so there are you know certain rules and things that they want you to follow but you know it's it's a small price to pay for a fully funded master's degree
1: did you ever consider going and doing an MBA or maybe like that technical master's that you were mentioning and then what kind of made you want to pursue the engineering management versus those other options?
2: So when I was in undergrad, early undergrad, I probably envisioned myself getting a master's of civil engineering. Um, But as I finished my degree and started working, I worked as an intern most of my undergrad degree. So I was already getting a little bit of that professional engineer experience. Once I had all that, I kind of got burnt out from the technical mathy portions of engineering Mm -hmm. and I didn't think I could complete another technical degree. I also saw how much of your degree you don't even use when you start working, like that degree is just that basis of problem solving skills, getting you to understand the basics and then work is really what teaches you. So I just didn't see the value in it. I did towards the end of my undergrad think, okay, I want an MBA now because that's all I knew. that was the opposite or the other side of what engineers got besides a technical degree. Mm-hmm. But as I was in, um, as I was researching programs, I found the engineering management program at USC. And I thought it was really cool because you really could merge. It's all different types of engineers. It's, you know, there was a lot of mechanicals. There was a lot of electricals. Um, There's a lot of industrials. It's actually out of the industrial college at USC. So you could really tailor it. I could take some civil engineering courses, you know, if I wanted to dabble in something or some course that I thought was really cool and would technically help Mm -hmm. me, I could use as an elective, I could take those courses, but then also get that management and business side, bigger picture side that I really feel like as an engineer, I enjoy more. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be just a design engineer for the rest of my life. I like seeing the bigger picture and being like in charge of projects, project management, all that good stuff. So that's how I landed on it. I did apply to some MBA programs and even I applied to a structural engineering master's degree, which I don't do structural <laughs> engineering anymore at all, and thank God I didn't go to that program because, oh, I don't know if I would have lasted, but um, when I once I got in the USC, I knew that that was the program I wanted to do. So where,
0: so you graduate with your bachelor's, you go get your master's, where does taking the FE fit into all of this? Because I know you have your PE, so you must have taken it at some point.
2: <laughs> yes, so I took the FE during school, okay. so... I got super ambitious during school and like my sophomore year decided to take the oh F.E., goodness. which you're not ready for the F.E. or sophomore year. I mean, some people might pass their sophomore year props, but I was not ready. Um, I hadn't even taken any of like concrete steel wood design classes that are like the basis of the fe Mm -hmm. so i decided to take like the general fe that's like all chemistry and science and math i failed miserably (laughs) i don't know why i took it (laughs) so then i actually waited till senior year when i had had all those design courses and took the fe civil senior year and passed and that's a huge especially for civils, but I think for any discipline, I mean, I can't speak well to other disciplines, but especially for civils and um, anybody taking the FE, I think it's so important to take it during school because once you're out of school, I could not, if you put a chemistry problem in front of me right now, oh my it's yeah. absolutely not, you know, like you just forget all of that right. stuff, anything that's not very specific to what you're doing every day, heck no, yeah. you know, So I think FE is so important to take during school when you're in that zone, you know what you're doing, you've taken the classes and, you know, just get it out of the Mm -hmm. way so that you can, if the PE especially is one of your goals, then get that out of the way so you can just slide into the PE process. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely. Did you use any FE prep materials or were you kind of relying on the knowledge from your uh, courses before taking Um, it?
2: To be completely honest, I didn't prep the way I prepped for the PE. Mm-hmm. For the first time, I barely studied. I just thought I was a sophomore, I'd see what happened. Let's go try it. I didn't study at all and it showed. <laughs> and then for the second one, I did we had these like Google drives that went around our school a lot. Like everyone had different PDFs and different practice problems and stuff that had just made this huge Google drive that we passed around the school, which was really cool. So I did have that Google Drive, and I did some practice problems a couple weeks before, and tried to look into, especially the subjects that I didn't take courses on. Like There's a little bit of computer programming type stuff on there for the civil one. I had no anything. I mean, it's very simple. Very. If anybody's taken any kind of class in computer coding or anything, it's probably like they look at it and say, what the heck is this? This is the easiest thing. <laughs> but I had no knowledge of it. So, you know, just went over that kind of stuff a little bit. But for my concrete steel, that kind of stuff that I just finished the class, I was pretty confident that my like final studying was my studying mm. for the FE. So you finish up
0: your bachelor's. Now we're getting into the beginning mm. of your career. How did you get that first work experience? Was it through connections through your internship? Did you just apply and randomly
2: get it? Or uh, if you could speak to that experience a little bit. One hundred percent. So I got my first job through the internship I had and the internship I had, I got a thousand percent through being involved in student organizations. So that's something I'm really passionate about telling students whenever they ask for advice or I'm talking to, to college university students is to get involved. Because besides the fact that I feel like I really learned where I wanted my career to go, I learned way more, you know, professional level stuff in a, in a student organization than I did in a classroom and a textbook, I think it's really good for connections. Mm -hmm. So it's the funniest story. I was, what was I, I was in the American Society of Civil Engineers student organization at Cal State Fullerton where I got my degree. And I don't remember what position I was, probably vice president or something. And I was in charge of like getting money for, for our projects and stuff. So I was just, Mass emailing like every alumni contact we had asking if their company could sponsor our concrete canoe and our steel bridge and all those college projects and one random well he's not random. If he ever hears this, he'll be like, I am not random. (laughs) he replied and he said, Well, my company can't give money right now, but we are looking for an internship. Would you be interested? And I was like, Yeah. Like sign me up. (laughs) Oh, I waited. Yeah, I went and interviewed, and that was the end of my sophomore year. So that was really early for an internship in civil. Um, I don't know how mechanical or other disciplines are, but for civil, usually they don't really hire you till you're like a senior and have some more, you know, actual knowledge mm-hmm. of design and stuff. But, I mean, he wanted to take a chance, and he hired me. And so I worked there the rest of my undergrad. So I worked at least 20 hours a week oh, wow. um, for... You know, whether school was in or not, I worked there for two plus years. And then when I graduated, I started working full time. So that was how I got my very, very first job. And then from there, I switched to the to the place I am now. um, And I've been there for almost five years. Oh, wow. So I haven't been I haven't worked that many places, but I got very lucky with that first internship, Mm -hmm. which, you know, really (laughs) set the path for me.
1: That's awesome. Can you talk about um, your responsibilities at that first role and kind of compare them to this role? Or are you in similar roles?
2: So the first role was a private company, a consultant. Um, now I work for the government. So it's very different in that sense of the way the role looks and what you do. Um, technically it's also very different so that company was a transportation company so I started out working um, I know you guys uh, interviewed Vanessa recently so I did a lot of what Vanessa did um, doing roundabouts and highway design and road design all that good stuff and we also had a structural department and the structures was what I was interested in then. I really thought I wanted to be a structural engineer. Now I absolutely have no idea <laughs> to be a structural engineer. But back then I was a student and structural engineer was the shiny toy when you're in school. Everyone thinks structural is the coolest one. So I really wanted to try it out. And my boss let me you know, start helping out in that department as well um, in bridge design. So I learned a little bit about bridge design, did that whole thing. And I was probably doing that towards till the end of me being at that company and then i switched to my company now which is in the power industry which when i got that job i had no idea what i was gonna do because no one thinks of civil engineering when you think of electricity and power mm-hmm. you think of mechanicals and electricals yeah. that's it that's so I was like what does a civil engineer do in this <laughs> but i love it now just because i'm I never wanted a job that was monotonous in any way. I feel like some engineering jobs, you get stuck in this role of, you know, I design an abutment for a bridge and then I pass it on to the next guy and I design another abutment for a mm-hmm. bridge. Um, I That sounded like, I'm trying to think of a word that I could say. <laughs> <in a minute. laughs> that sounded awful. Yeah. I did not want to spend the rest of my life doing that. So... In power, it's really cool because I do design very um, typical civil engineering, land development, grading. Um, I do some roadway if if needed. So it is typical civil engineering, but the big picture of the project is totally out of my comfort zone every single Mm -hmm. time. If it's a generating station, you know, I got to know what kind of equipment is going there, how to design you know, the land development and the structures and everything for that equipment. So I do have to understand those things that are very out of a civil engineer's realm. And I find that, I mean, it's overwhelming at first, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, but I find it extremely interesting because there's never a day where I'm going to be fully like, knowing what I'm doing, yeah. which sounds horrible. That sounds awful to some people, but I love it because it's constant learning, constant changes, constant on your toes. And I think that's the most fun. Cause if I get stuck into a monotonous work schedule, I'm going to be bored yeah. and I'm not going to want to be there anymore.
0: How did you know in the first role, Definitely. when was there, was there like a realization where you're like, okay, it's time for me to move on to my next job opportunity or um, how did that go for you?
2: So I loved the company 100%, the people were amazing, the learning I did was amazing, but the technical work we were doing I knew wasn't for me, I knew I wanted to try something new. Um, Roadway wasn't, I do still do a little bit of Roadway, but it's very, very minimal. It just wasn't my, what I was passionate about, I wasn't enjoying learning it anymore. That's when I knew. If you're not enjoying what you're designing, how can you be there for 10, 15 years, however many years you're going to be there? Um, and this, I, I wanted to try out Public Entity. There's a very, uh, it's a funny, conversation, I guess, with engineers of public government work versus consulting private work. Um, so I was always very pro-consultant. I'm not going to be in the government work, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here I am five years later still in government work. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's it's very different lifestyles. There's I definitely pros and cons to both, 100%. There's things I miss from being in the consultant world, um, and then there's things I say, thank goodness, I'm not doing that anymore. And I have this side of, you know, the public entity mm-hmm. world. So there's pros and cons. And I think, um, different lives are for different people, sure. but you know, not to say I'm going to be in public for the rest of my life, who knows, but that's where I'm, where I'm at now. Yeah.
1: Can you speak a little bit more about those differences and what you, you know, kind of like in each
2: yeah, 100%. type of role? So, definitely obviously what i talk about is based on my experience so different consultants obviously can be different and then different public entities can be different but from my experience i just got really overwhelmed in the consultant industry of the constant need to be billable and the constant need to you know have that work that you can charge to which as a design engineer, it shouldn't be your responsibility, but you still get that scrutiny of why don't you have this billable work? You want to tell them, well, because it's your job to win. The yeah, right? work. <laughs> but You know, it's just always that constant stress of I'm not billable enough this week. I don't have enough chargeable hours this week. And then when you're learning something and you don't know how to do it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm charging these hours, which I shouldn't be because I'm, this is all me learning. This isn't me doing the actual work. It was just really stressful and I didn't feel like it was a good learning environment all the time. The schedule, I didn't like the idea of working 60, 70 hours a week, Oof. depending on what my workload was, but still getting paid for those 40 hours a yeah. week, that, that kind of sucked. Now I have a very you know, solid schedule. I work this hour to this hour if we need you, Past that or we need you on a day that you're not supposed to work then it's time and a half you know it's just very easy to know I can have my lifestyle I know when I'm working when I'm not that's nice and if I'm have to work past what I'm not working then I get compensated for it and I think that's definitely one of the biggest pros to working in a more government public entity It's also really cool to see the projects from the side of the public entity. So when you're a consultant, you're winning those projects and you're working on them, but it's just, you know, very methodical, very business-like. Get the projects out, let them do it. Um, When you're looking at it from a public entity standpoint and you're using taxpayer funds and you're trying to make, you know, the public happy and you you have to think about all those other aspects of the projects besides just that technical, let's design it to work and we're Mm -hmm. done it's a really cool aspect and I think that's also what contributed to me wanting to do engineering management is learning all those bigger picture aspects of a project because in civil engineering infrastructure projects are always going to go through a public entity the consultants work for the public entity, so I thought that was a really cool vision of infrastructure and projects that we work on was from this side of the table kind of getting into like
0: the social Sorry. aspect of being at a job between your internship and then your first role, which I know you said was the same company, and then the role you're in now, have you ever felt like uncomfortable as being a woman in STEM, or have there ever been experiences where you're like, oh, that probably shouldn't have happened, or you probably shouldn't have said that, or anything <laughs> like that?
2: <laughs> uh yeah, who hasn't yeah. right? <laughs> um, like I said, my first company—it's a—it was a very small company, and the people in the office were amazing. Mm-hmm. I was the only—oh wow, I don't—I don't think I've ever really thought about this. I was the only engineer, fe, female engineer. There was other females in my office, but they were accounting. There was—there was um, a—a was a woman who did computer-aided design. She was a CAD drafts person but there was no engineers, and I've never really thought of that. But that um, it was a very small office, and all the guys in that office were amazing. Mm-hmm. So oh. the one thing that happened at that was very early on. It was my first week at the company, and my boss who hired me, who I emailed to to get hired, he came and he saw that I was wearing like a, like a pencil skirt and a blouse. I was really excited. Like sophomore in college, what, how old are you, like 19, 20? Yeah. I was like my first office <laughs> job because I was working all these, you know, just jobs to get by in college. I, I didn't get to dress up or anything. So I was like, oh, I get to wear business clothes yeah. <laughs> now, you know. So I went all out. So I'm wearing like a pencil skirt and a blouse and everything. And he came to my little cubicle and he's he's like, oh, never mind, and he started walking away, and I was like, wait, what do you mean, never mind, what, what, what are you gonna say, and he's like, no, 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 I just thought maybe you could come with us to this project we were, you know, gonna go look at, but I see, like, you're not ready to go to the field today, and I was like, no, like, I have jeans, and a, like, a polo shirt you guys gave me in my drawer, and I have boots, like, I can just change really quick, and he, he kind of was like, oh, Really? Okay, cool. And, like, I think he just, he hadn't, like, worked with, a like, a young girl under him yet. And seeing, like, I was prepared and ready just made him go, like, oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. Go get dressed and we'll yeah. go. And from then on, it was just, I mean, it was fine. I never really had an instance of um, of that. And, I mean, outside entities definitely when I would show up sometimes would be, like, what the heck. But I always had really cool coworkers who were, like, no, nah, you're going to listen to yeah. her. Yeah this is who is here so um yeah that was about that i've definitely had in all roles i've had the secretary assumption made i don't if if there's a female out there that hasn't had that i applaud them where do they work (laughs) (laughs) because i feel like that's the most um the most common i've been in a meeting where someone asked me for the the paperwork or the schedule and i looked at him confused because i was like what am i supposed to yeah. have was i supposed to have something i'm confused and he's like aren't you blah blah's assistant you said they said you were gonna bring the the schedule or whatever and i was like no <laughs> and like so many of like my coworkers who know me they like you could you could see his their faces yeah. he was one guy was like, and he was like, dude, you're yeah, like, civil engineer like project. No, no, like, no. And you could see he just went like <laughs> like turtle back into his yeah. shell and just like walked away. Didn't even say anything like, Oh, I'm so sorry or anything, just like was so embarrassed that he just walked oh, away. Um, that was a pretty instance of it. But I've had I have amazing I always say this on my Instagram because yeah, I make the I love a lot of us love to make the funny reels about like men to women in engineering but i also want to make sure like young women college students even high school students who are looking to maybe go into these careers know that it's not a hundred percent it's not i wouldn't even put it at like ten percent there's so many amazing male allies to women in stem Um, and sometimes even if they say something stupid they're not meaning it to be that way. And if you call them out on it, they will internally be like, oh, maybe that was a little messed up to say. Mm -hmm. So they're not all like that. And I've had amazing coworkers who've stood up for me at every turn. I had the, the biggest one, and he still to this day doesn't even know that like this still, years later I think about, he just thought it was just something he was doing and he moved on with his life. Like it meant nothing to him, but it meant like so much to me was In a meeting, big conference room, big conference table, only female. It was a bunch of field guys, a bunch of engineers, a bunch of everything. And this guy who I'm not even like affiliated with him. I'm not in his division, but he like knows me a little bit. Like, like slid an agenda to me and said, like, could you please take notes? (laughs) And I was like, I kind of like had it in front of me and I had my pen and I kind of looked at it and I was like, maybe gonna do it because I was like embarrassed and you know. Mm -hmm. We tell all our followers and we tell all the women that come after us to not take that crap but when you're in the moment sometimes it's hard to stick up for yourself 100 percent and i just kind of stared at it and my coworker next to me he grabbed it back slid it back to him and he said take your own damn no heck yeah <laughs> and he's like someone in your group do it because he had like the people that were under him there yeah. they could have easily done it and to me that was just like because then we just moved on like i was like oh i'm sorry and he like asked someone else to do it so to, like, everyone in that room, it probably was nothing. To the guy who slid the agenda back, like, I told him about it recently one time. Like, do you remember when you did that? And he was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. He did, like, that was such an asshole move, uh-huh. you know? And, like, but it me- didn't mean that much to him. He didn't think that he was being, like, the superhero, mm-hmm. you know? He was just doing something. But to me, like, still years later, I'm like, that's that's what we yeah. need is those, like, quick instances of sticking up for someone and then moving yeah. on. And... You know, that's that's what really makes women in STEM feel more comfortable in their roles.
1: Definitely. What advice would you give to a woman in engineering or a woman in STEM who didn't have that, you know, type of person in that situation? You know, how if he didn't, you know, stick up for you, how would you approach that? Do you have any advice? Or have you no, ever thought about it? No, i
2: have thought about it. And I do have advice <laughs> for it, but I always have to say, like, just because we give this advice and we know what we should do doesn't mean that that's how i reacted i don't want to come off my high horse and be like i am the strongest <laughs> most independent woman at that company yeah. and i always stick up to myself because it's false 100 percent but um my favorite phrase i think i've learned over the years is like why or what did you mean by that because like i said a lot of times guys say stupid stuff or even women actually like to another woman because they've been you know inclined to go into that culture and that role they say things that they don't even realize is like hurtful or mm-hmm. messed up so sometimes that just like phrase of like well what do you mean or like what does that mean and make them like internally think like what did i just say and what did i mean by that And if they realize they meant something crappy or that it came off crappy, it can be, you know, a big reality check for people. Cause not everyone, like I said, not everyone is doing it with intent to like hurt you or make you not want to be there. So that's my biggest thing is just like, well, why, or why did, why do I need to take notes? Why can't someone in your own group? Because I don't know what you guys are looking for. You know, this is your project. I'm not going to know what, bullet points are the most important, or stuff like that, and make them internalize it. Um, Because that's what happened when my coworker did it, is he internalized what he just did, and kind of realized, like, oh, I just, like, went towards the woman that's not even in my group to take the notes, you know? So that's my biggest thing, because it it comes off very, a lot of us, I think, are scared to be that emotional woman, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, take things too seriously, and have people come back at us, like, oh, you're taking it to heart, you're taking it too seriously. But if you're just posing a question like, oh, what does that mean? Or why do you want me to do that? Then it's like, I'm not being emotional. You're I'm just asking I'm a question. A, I'm being my analytical engineering self. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. Um, that's why I think I said so I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna... try to do that. And then obviously, if you're dealing with a horrible human that takes it further and makes you feel unsafe or anything, then there's other things to do to escalate that. But. I feel 90% of the time those those phrases can be solved pretty mm-hmm. simply and pretty internally of that other person. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Awesome, I'm putting that <laughs> in my back pocket. I really like that.
0: <laughs> um, we get a lot of questions on our Instagram from people who want to hear experience about the PE. So I kind of want to shift the conversation to that a little bit and ask like, did your company require that you have a PE? Did you? Did you take it on your own accord to get your PE? Was it something like a goal you always had to get
2: the PE? How did that go for you? So for civil engineering, I feel like it's the most important or the, the, the discipline that puts the most importance on the PE. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other engineers, mechanical, electrical, whatever, that work full careers and full you know go up in their careers without having the PE. The PE became really important in civil engineering because we're designing infrastructure when you think of bridges, buildings, hospitals, all those kinds of things. So it became important to have that stamp, if you will, that you know, you know, the ethics behind what you're doing. You have been trained in a way that you should be to be able to be the engineer in charge on these projects. So for civil engineering specifically, I don't really know that you could have a quote unquote successful career if you want to move up in companies or go into those management roles without the PE. There's very few places. You can be a design engineer and work under PEs for the rest of your life. You can work in construction management as a civil engineer without a PE easily and go further. But if you're in the design and management roles, you're not going to move up. So at the moment, right now, I'm at the highest level in my company. I can be apparently everyone. Popular. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, I'm at the highest level I can be at my current job without a PE. So anything higher, if I wanted to get a promotion, I would have to have that PE designation next to my name. So 100%. That's obviously a big push to get it. And since college, if you're in a civil engineering program, your professors are going to tell you get the FE and then work towards the PE. That's the only way you're going to be successful in a consulting or, you know, in a design role. So I knew I wanted to get it. Um, The process is different for every state, which I try to explain. A lot of people get so confused why I had to take so many classes or so many Mm -hmm. tests. So I'm in California. California decided that their engineers needed to take a hell of a lot more tests than any other uh, engineers. Um, So there's the eight hour PE exam, which everyone pretty much knows if they are an engineer and knows about the PE. So whether you're an electrical, mechanical, civil, anything, you take the eight hour exam. The first four hours are general everything to your discipline. And then the second four hours are something you specialize in, like your depth is what they call it. So for me, um, I took the eight hour one time in 2019. Yes, no, 2018. Took it in 2018 and I once again decided to do structural <laughs> because see, this is a theme in my life of trying to do structural and not working. So. <laughs> I did structural, it was right after I left the company I was talking about, and my now fiance, who I met at the previous company I was talking about, he was a structural engineer, and he taught me a lot about bridge design, so he was like, this is what you're ready for. Like, you did bridge design, you're ready for the structural, and for some reason I listened to him, which he still apologizes to this day, so I took the structural depth, and I failed miserably, miserably failed. So um, I I, that really got me because I did really well in college. I was the valedictorian in high school. Like I was always a really good test Mm -hmm. taker. And I think that was my first big like punch in the stomach. Like you're a failure, you know, and that really got to me. And I try to tell people, you know, these tests, they don't show what kind of engineer you are. They don't show your knowledge. They're just, you know, things you have to get through to get to a certain point in your career. But I didn't know that back then and I didn't let, even though other people were telling me that, I didn't listen to them. I was like, I'm a failure. I'm never gonna get this, blah, blah, blah. So I waited another year and a half to take the eight hour oh again, my gosh. Just so silly, so dumb. Um, don't do that, anybody that's listening. If you fail, just get right back on it. Like mail it back the same day to get your retest application, you know? Um, so I changed to construction a year and a half later because My current job is a lot of construction, a lot of construction management, a lot of on-site stuff. So I passed that time at the end of 2019. And then 2020 happened, which was, we all know, March Mm -hmm. hit and the pandemic. And they closed down all the testing centers. So I didn't get to do anything in 2020. Um, And I started up again in January 2021 to take the seismic and survey exam. Okay. Yeah, and took those, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, many, many times. I remember seeing your stories, and I was like,
0: you got this, you can do it.
2: I was so done. I was so done. So I took survey three times on the third time I passed, and I took seismic two times and on the second time I passed, which, shocking, because seismic is is like earthquake designs, and I don't do that at all. Um, so I thought that was going to take me forever and then survey there are little aspects of surveying that are in my job so I thought oh that's going to be easy for me absolute opposite I really got seismic well by the second time and survey took me forever Mm -hmm. but yeah so five tests in 2021 I took I literally like when I look back on 2021 I purposely took September off so I did not do any studying in September and I scheduled out my tests that way but other than that so for 11 months of the year, like every day after work, every weekend, I was studying. And it was the most overwhelming year of Jeez. my life, <laughs> but it was worth it. And I definitely tell people, one of the biggest questions I get on my Instagram about the PE is, what do I do if I failed this many times? What and it's hard i'm not gonna pretend it's not i mean i cried every time i saw that dang red box when Mm -hmm. i opened up those those results but Mm -hmm. you just have to pull yourself up and go for us it was mailing you have to mail a a new check oh my god the amount of money i sent to the state of california you have to mail a new check and a new (laughs) application to know get to be able to sign up through Prometric or whatever the testing center is again so if you wait you just it's like it's like wallowing from a past boyfriend, yeah. you know, if you wallow for too long, it just starts to get too overwhelming. But if you, you know, eat that ice cream for one night and then get back to it, then you good. Yeah. you know, so <laughs> you just got to keep going. You're going to get it eventually. And the same thing I said about degrees, the P is the same way. It doesn't matter if you took the test once or you took the test nine times you still have PE next to True. your name. You still have that certificate that says professional engineer of this. Like no one wrote down like, but it took her nine times. <laughs> In parentheses. <You> know? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And if it's really embarrassing to you, like don't tell your employer when you're taking it, like do it quietly. I unfortunately decided that I was the spokesperson for failing <laughs> tests on Instagram and, and felt I had to, to share that. And I did feel it was really important. You know, the messages I got from people saying, I thought everyone passed, like, first or second Mm -hmm. time. I thought that because I've failed this many times, like, I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody does share that. And a 1,000%, it was hard. Like, there was times where I told my fiance, like, I got a post that I failed again. And he's like, just don't post it. And I'm like, no, people are counting on me to tell them my results. (laughs) You know? So um, that was hard, definitely. But, you know not everyone's sharing their whole life on the internet so you don't have to do that just don't tell people just you know study on your own take it you fail take it again you not everyone has to know that you you did it but Mm -hmm. even if they do you're gonna get it eventually you just gotta keep keep going
1: definitely what made you want to start posting stem related content on you know, social media?
2: So in college, I was really, I loved following like bloggers and content creators, especially like in fashion Mm -hmm. and um, lifestyle blogging. I loved like home stuff, even though I didn't have a home yet, but you know, decorating my apartments and stuff. (laughs) I really, really liked it. But... Every like woman I followed that I really enjoyed and this is like no shade to that because I love their content and love that They were all just like full-time content creators full-time bloggers like this is their career And I was like how come there's no like content creators who like work a Mm nine-to-five or work in a technical STEM role or something and showing like their lifestyle and their fashion but like for this specific like realm of life So in college I started I was very fashion like all my pictures were just like me posing in Beverly Hills like with outfits on you know I was like trying to do what I thought I wanted to do but also I was just sucked into what I saw on Instagram and like this is the only way I can be successful Uh because no one's gonna follow me for like other stuff Um, and then a friend of mine between my mom and a friend of mine Um, they were both like, you're not doing what you say you want to do, you know, my mom kept saying, like, why don't you put more of your engineering stuff in there, why don't you show, you know, how a woman can be good in STEM, and, you know, be pretty, and you love pink, wear your hot pink, but also get down and dirty on site in your steel-toed boots, you know, my mom was telling me that, and then another content creator who is in the lifestyle fashion space, she talked to me, and she's like, dude, like, I love your outfits but at the same time like you're telling me that your mission is to show women in stem and to show that they can be bougie and glam and pink and girly but still survive in a man's world Mm -hmm. or you know she's like where is that on your page like please explain and i was like i mean in my (laughs) captions sometimes i put that I (laughs) work and she's like no like that's not it Uh, and even after that like it took me a while i mean my page has gone through iteration 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 I started out as Miss Chloe XOXO, cause you know, Cute. back in the day, everyone had that XOXO after their name. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was 2019 that I changed my name to Chloe the Engineer. And once I changed my name, I feel like I really, that's when I really leaned into it and just started doing all kinds of STEM content and engineering content. And I mean, I still I still show my home, I still show my dog, sure. I still show pink outfits. Um, because I think that's important. I think that, that my whole mission was to show that you can have this lifestyle and these interests um, that might not be stereotypical to what an engineer looks like and then be a successful engineer. So my page still could be, I mean, I guess it's the STEM space, but it's still very my life. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, posting stories of my CAD and then once I go home from work, I'm not posting anymore. Like you really see pretty much everything. Um, but I just I just wanted to show more of that stem. So over the years, it's it's really changed a lot., um, but I'm happy where it's at now because now I feel like it is truly mm-hmm. me. Um, and so I'm at the place where back in the day, I had, you know, all those apps that showed like who unfollowed you. And so like if someone from high school unfollowed me, I got so butt hurt, <laughs> like, oh, you don't wanna follow me yeah. anymore. You know, and I was so like, head up on the numbers and who was liking me and who wasn't and now it's just like I've really reached a place which is crazy because social media usually has like those negative um, stereotypes of what it does to you but it's actually helped me in a sense because social media has shown me that I can find my people that like like the what I like and everything and they are out there and if I'm really truly showing who I am and people don't like that then okay fine like you don't like yeah. me but if I'm showing like a different version of me like what I think people want and they're still not liking me then I, I don't know it's a whole mental gymnastics you're doing with yourself so um I've really gotten to a good place with it I love social media I know that there's negatives behind it but I also think it's an amazing place um I think kids especially high school kids who are out in rural Mississippi, yeah. I'm just making that up, but you know, that don't have a big engineering firm in their backyard where people come to their classrooms and speak and all that, that, you know, kids in Los Angeles and other big cities have the, you know, the privilege of, then I think they can hop on their phones and find people in their field, whether it's engineering, whether it's medicine, mm-hmm. whether it's, I mean, every field is on Instagram now making fun videos that relate to these younger generations. So I think it's, yeah, it has its negatives. Yeah, it can it can hurt in some ways, but I think the positives way outweigh the negatives, in my opinion. Have do you um, do you share that you post on social media with your
0: work, or has anyone from work ever found your social media? Okay, yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I ask if someone found from my me. work, they found my social media, and they're like, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I found you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
2: People from my work definitely follow me. There are people. um, I don't share where I work on social media. It's pretty funny when people figure it out. There are some girls or women um, who will get a job where I work or something, because it's a pretty big entity. and because I sometimes post a story of my cubicle or something like that, they'll figure it out and they'll message me and be like, "Can we get coffee? I know you work so and so." And I'm like, "How do you figure it out?" <laughs> so um, I don't I don't publicize it um, as much. Obviously, it's it's inevitable. People find me on LinkedIn and stuff, and then they know. But um, I, because it's a public entity and it's a government entity and it's a scrutinized place, I will never make it complicated of my views being their views Mm -hmm. so for example any picture I post like if you see a picture of me like in the field you're never gonna find anything that says the logo so I, I photoshop my my hard hat if there's like orange cones anywhere I'll photoshop the logo off of them I I try to make sure that it's nothing on there um so my company as a whole like the entity of my company i guess doesn't really know um but it started to i recently got an award for influencer of the year like within engineering, oh my gosh um through american Society of awesome,
1: so, awesome. Thank you. congratulations
2: so, that got publicized <laughs> in my company so then it's okay. like okay they see the word influencer you know yeah. like so certain little things have happened that have made people know about it but um i don't merge the two if that makes yeah. sense no one I'm just an engineer in the power industry. And again, like I said, people probably can figure that out in some ways. There are multiple places I could be, but you know, they can narrow it down, of course, but um I just don't wanna I don't wanna mix the two, um and you know, get into any turmoil. Yeah. So I keep them separate for sure.
1: So we usually ask like a last question and it's what is a piece of advice you give to your younger self? Um, so Do you have any advice
2: advice I'd give to my younger self? Wow. So I talk about this a lot. Um, when I was young, my mom was like my biggest cheerleader I'll say, and showed me that you can be, you know, a girl who loves pink and loves fashion, but do whatever you want. I played basketball um, and there was no girls teams in basketball back then. So my mom signed me up at the YMCA for the you know boys co-ed team and I was the only girl. And she always told me, you're not a girl basketball player, you're a basketball mm-hmm. player. And that's always stuck with me from everything I've done in life. And yes, I think the term female engineer is very powerful and I'll never stop using it per se. And I know some people give me hate sometimes when I say female engineer on Instagram, they're like, no, just engineer, mm-hmm. just engineer. But I think it is powerful to embrace who you are. And I mean, I am a female, I consider myself a feminine person, whatever your definition of that is, If that's different than mine, that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. But I I love embracing who I am as a person and engineer isn't my whole self. So I'm fine with using the term female engineer, but it doesn't make you weaker. It doesn't make you worse in a sense. Yes, we're all different, but we're not, lesser than the other Mm -hmm. um and i guess i would just tell my younger self to really embrace that because i embrace that as an adult and i it stuck with me but maybe there were certain times in my middle school and high school years where i didn't embrace that and i thought i had to be someone i'm not and i don't think that's ever true Mm -hmm. so whatever you decide to do whether it's engineering anything in stem or not if it's something completely different my biggest advice to my younger self would just be always stay true to yourself what you love what you think is right if something doesn't feel right it's not right all those good things to carry on through life and my career and everything so that would be the advice just stay true to yourself i know it's cliche in some ways people i mean it's over said but um i mean it in the deepest of sense not just wearing your favorite color or, or anything like that like truly being your personality what you love to do what you love what you think is funny what you think is fun all those things just be you be completely you
0: yeah i feel like it's so it's so um so much easier said
2: than done sometimes like oh just be you but it's like what does that actually mean you know what is that absolutely it's like it's like uh be authentic on instagram like that's like the number one thing like successful content creators say, right? Like, you just have to be authentic and the right people will come. Well, what is being authentic? Like, what does that mean, you know? So yeah, it's 100% easier said than done. But once you figure it out, and I will say like, I feel like in the last three-ish years of my late, like later 20s is when I really started realizing like I am myself and like, I don't give a crap anymore. If you're gonna bring me down or bring, stuff into my life then i'm fine with you being gone Mm -hmm. and as a younger person i wasn't always like that um it comes with time it comes with experience it comes with finding yourself not everyone knows who the heck they are at 18. i don't think anyone knows who the heck they are at 18. but um but just continue to to find yourself you know amazing well
0: I think this was an awesome episode. I think that, (laughs) thank you for being on. I think the audience is really going to love this. Um, Where can they find you
2: on uh, social media if they don't already follow you? So number one place to find me is on Instagram at Chloe, C-H-L-O-E, the engineer. I'm also on TikTok. I tend to not be as good with keeping up with TikTok, but I'm also there at the same username, Chloe, the engineer. And yeah, I, I respond Uh, I'm still saying this, and sometimes I think I should stop saying it, but I I think it's really important. I respond to every single DM. Sometimes it might take me a little longer, and if you want to boost yourself to the top by sending me another one, I won't be insulted by it. I won't think you're annoying. (laughs) Um, Just give me a moment because the the message requests fill up, but I will respond to every single message.
1: all right well thank you so much to chloe for talking to us that was awesome i loved hearing about her i just loved hearing about california too in general i, feel I like know. We've had two guests that were you know and i'm like why do we live where we live now but. i'm
0: seriously i'm like we need to do some sort of a world tour where we go like let's do a meet up meet the stem girlies in california because we need some warmer weather here in the midwest yes
1: 100 i think
0: today Trust it's like 50 degrees out or something in wisconsin and i'm like oh my god it's summer <laughs> i feel so like warm. give a tank
1: top go tan
0: <laughs> i'm like let me put my shorts on <laughs> um but yeah um as always if there is any engineering discipline or someone that you guys might follow on social media or like just anyone that you're interested in hearing us talk to let us know send them send us a dm on our instagram and we will do our best to accommodate if you guys like this podcast, we really would appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to. Um, I believe on Apple Podcasts, that's the only place that you can like actually leave a written review, and we love reading those. We know that it takes you guys time out of your day to sit down and actually type something in to leave us a review, so thank you so much for doing that. It, it really means the world to us, and we love reading the reviews, so yeah. Leave a review if you want to, if you liked us. <laughs>
1: And if you don't, I don't know, let us know, I guess. That constructive criticism, No, yes, right as seriously. Well.
0: If there's anything we can improve on, I mean, we don't know what we're doing. This is, what, episode nine? <laughs> yep. I can't
1: You'd wait think to- think we'd learn? we learned some things.
0: We're learning something. I, I can't wait to listen back, like, when we release, like, episode 100 or something. Like, actually, I'm never going to listen to these again, because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're probably so bad, but we're learning, okay? <laughs> we're doing our best.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so make sure to check out our Instagram bio for our Google form which we talked about earlier in this episode and also I think we're going to do the link tree where we can connect the Facebook group that we talked about in our last episode. Oh yeah. Um, so check that out. Yeah. Super excited about that.
0: Um, I, but, yeah. I kind of forgot about our Facebook group but we we just want to get we just <laughs> we just started it so we need to get into it but we are yeah. chatting about how Cause um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a a post on there where you guys can go introduce yourself and like say what your name is what your major or like what career you're in but I think it'd be such a good resource for people if you don't know what to wear to your first day of work or something you wanna you feel comfortable posting that in the Facebook group and people can give you advice or like. Um, if you need someone to review your resume or if you're looking for, like, job connections, I feel like our Facebook group is going to be such an awesome resource for women in engineering and STEM and male-dominated fields and all that jazz. Definitely.
1: And by the time that this episode comes out, because we just talked about it for the first time, like, two days ago, mm-hmm. so it'll probably be, like, established and everything. We'll have a link tree, but we're talking about it right now, and we're like, mm, it's been, like, a day yeah. <laughs> <From> <laughs> when we last filmed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Well, um, amazing! It, well, be sure to follow us on socials for the podcast on Instagram. It's at my best friends and engineer. Uh, same with TikTok, and then YouTube is BFE Podcast. And then, um, if you guys want to follow our personal accounts, mine is at libbyb on the label on Instagram and TikTok.
1: Mine is Engineer Lexi on Instagram and TikTok.
0: And another week that you've spent with your engineer BFFs. Yes,
1: hopefully you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did.
0: Yeah, hopefully it just makes your day amazing and starts your week out starts your week off right.
1: Yes. All right. Ready we to close the... it out? Yeah, always.
0: Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, I'm oh cheerleading. We have to do a
1: countdown, just like this. Uh, new... we're using this new software. Um, to record interviews and it has a countdown so I feel like we need that
0: I know that's been so nice The it comes up on the screen but, <laughs> okay
1: alright well I'm Lexi
0: I'm Libby and, and thanks, thanks for, listening for listening to my best friends to my best friends an engineer. and engineer <laughs> woo we did it excellent <laughs> I think that was the best one yet maybe we'll see
1: we, uh, Maybe honestly we'll just do a compilation of all that <laughs>
0: That is going to be so funny. I would
1: cringe so hard. Episode 100, (laughs) You should should
0: have a compilation of us trying to say the outro.